All right, welcome to another episode of Beneath the Surface Podcast, and today I have a special guest, and the first female I've had on the podcast, and that is Kiva. Kiva, how's it going? It's going good. I'm honored to be the first female because we represent the divine feminine here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had um, my buddy Derek Webb, who was on the last episode, his wife goes, how come, is it a male podcast? I'm just like, no, dude, there's definitely not a male podcast. I I'm, I'm waiting to have the right the right um, female energy on this podcast. And, uh, you know, I observe your um, social media accounts and you have very interesting <laughs> topics and things that you discuss, things that I've naturally I've been interested in. And also also but also you have topics that I haven't explored yet. Like um, I think you gave like a whole like Instagram story about masculine and defunct and um uh, masculine and feminine energy and I was just like wow I really want to explore that a little more maybe you can help educate me I, I have thoughts about it but uh-huh. um, I know how you know the things that you said uh, I definitely could relate to some of that and I did want to dive a little deeper but just to start off mm-hmm. um, how about you just tell um, the people who you are so who who is Kiba who am I um, I am a human being (laughs) but I am um I guess I'm an eclectic human being um I just a little brief background of um I grew up very uh Baptist Southern Baptist Christian and I was always a seeker at a very young age you know I would go to my mom and you know read the bible I've read the bible a couple times at a young age um how young how young just curious like 13 um I think 13 is when I just wanted a lot of answers and a lot of things didn't make any sense. And so when I would ask my mom or certain people, a lot of times they couldn't really give me a, a good answer. So I've always been kind of seeking knowledge. I was like a nerd. Um, I started working in mental health at 19. So um, I, I really believe that was the basis for me really seeing human suffering. I saw what people really go through um, and it was like the the breeding ground for me to really understand people. Wow! So so human suffering sparked your 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 quest for more knowledge. Well, my own human suffering, right? Like oh. trying to find meaning to life, trying to understand why are we here. Um, I remember feeling like that for a very at a very young age, um, and so a lot of times I would ask questions of like situations in the Bible that I was just like, okay. You know, like, for example, like, you know, they say God is a jealous God, right? And it's like, well, how does God be all loving and he's jealous? Yeah, it never made sense to me either. Yeah, it never made sense. It just felt like, okay, well, God sounds hella petty. And I don't think I really (laughs) want to serve that petty God. Like, he sounds too much like man. So, um, yeah, uh, that's how I just started... uh, yeah, that was just my quest, but I, but I, yet I still tried. Tried to be a really good Christian girl. Tried very hard to live my life accordingly, and um, I think about six, seven years ago, I was like, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> yeah, I think um, most religions there's an aspect of fear and love because it's supposed to create the most like devout followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, even with your own parents, you look at your parents like. You have to have a healthy level of fear and love for your parents in order to create, like, you know, the best child. And 
mm-hmm. if you're going to be a child of God, that spirituality or that faith has to have some level of fear and love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I now growing up, do I think that it should? That's the way it has to be. No, absolutely not. No. And just like you, when I was maybe 15, I stopped going to church. Grew up in a, um, like you said, like a Baptist Christian household, and I I questioned things. There's things I saw at the church at a young age. I'm just like, I I don't like that. Like people really um, very judgmental. Not not to you know not to shit on religion mm-hmm. um, or Christians or anyone because I'm I'm sure it happens in a lot of different churches and some churches they probably you know they don't practice that but um, I found that a lot of things that were said I, it didn't make a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. and I don't feel like you can truly um, accept and be a part of your religion if you haven't challenged it mm-hmm. exactly. How do you really know what you believe in if you've never challenged anything that you've been taught? And I think it's, I, I think it's really ridiculous sometimes. I mean, I, I say ridiculous, but I understand that people only um, operate at the level of consciousness that, that they're at, right? So I say that with compassion. But um, it's like, well, you only believe in what you believe because you've been told to believe it, you know? But if you never challenged it, how do you know what you truly believe, you know? And, and that's kind of part of my purpose, I think, is to, to um, you know, to, to, to show people that, like, God is not outside of you, you know? Like, you can connect to God by going within. I, I, I firmly believe, and it's something that I quote all the time, is that the more I love God, the, lo- the more I love myself. The more I love myself, the more I love God. And it, to me, I see an image in my mind that it's like a cyclic, you know? Mm-hmm. Finding yourself is finding God. Not saying that you are God, but you, I mean, we are connected to God. You know what I mean? I would say we are God. Because yeah. God, the essence of God is dwells within all of us. Absolutely. We're just the flesh, but that's not who we are. This flesh is not who we are. I think we are God, just like a little piece of, you know, God spread throughout the whole universe. Absolutely. And, you know, once we die, we're like, we're part of that same energy, that source, that that powers you know everything else we are we are but for me i i know that when i seek within what i gain maybe it's you know there's so many different here's the thing i feel like people we find as human beings we find reasons to be different Hmm. rather than finding reasons why we're the same right we we don't look Mm -hmm. for the reasons why we are this why we're the same you know we don't hate other religions and we think our religion is the only religion and it's like have you ever explored other religions because we're talking about the same thing we're just using different terminology yeah so it is so sad that it's created so much division you know yeah no a thousand percent a thousand percent um that's i think the structure of religion creates division because you start to, you know, hang on to the, the words as opposed to um, the the meaning um, and what what's intended for. And you start, you know, it's if you overanalyze anything, you're gonna confuse yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're following false prophets or people who claim they have all the answers, then all of a sudden they become this this almost um, above human level, like. They're the closest thing to God, so I got to trust this this person. In reality, no one's closer exactly. than anyone else. Exactly. 
And your answers to your questions that you have or anything that you're struggling with, they are within you, right? So, you know, we are our own self-healers, you know? Um, yes, are there people out there that can help you tap into the energy or can give you wisdom? Absolutely. I think mm-hmm. from a hunt, I love to glean from people. I love to learn from people who allow me to tap into things. But, you know, sometimes you have to take things that people say, sit in it and say, now, is this true to me? Does this feel true to me? You know, yes. a lot of we we have a lot of gurus and people to follow and, and all we're doing is replacing religion with other like gurus. And it's like, no, like you don't need to go outside of self to find God. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree. Sometimes you need a little guidance uh-huh. to, to, for someone to help point you inward, but it should never be directed outward. Like you follow this person so much that you hold them on in such high regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with that. You, you, earlier you said um, you feel like this is your purpose by, do you, you think spreading truth is, or knowledge is, is that your purpose here? Absolutely. Absolutely my purpose. My purpose is, but how I choose to do that is, you know, I think it's all of our purpose to a certain extent, you know, um, maybe, you know, every time if you ask anyone, they're going to be like, oh, I want to help someone. Like, you know, like, I want to help. We're, we're designed to be of service in some way, some fashion. Now, how you find that is up to you. That's your journey. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I think I think it was Pablo Picasso or someone that said the meaning of life is to find your uh, find your gift, and the purpose of life is to give it away. Mm-hmm. And that that speaks to that 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 purpose of service. Like we all have a purpose and it is in some form or fashion to give away something that you have to contribute to the world absolutely and what and so what what form do you think that is for you um i i feel it it is so interesting because as i i ascend on my journey as i evolved little pieces of my purpose of my how to how to walk how to go about you know walking into my purpose gets revealed right and um, I know the divine feminine and the, the Tao, the way, because um, I am a student of Taoism. And um, okay. it's part of that purpose because it just, once I accepted my duality, game changed. <laughs> you know, like more self-acceptance, um, just walking in my truth. Um, and when you walk in your truth, when you're being authentic, people see it. They don't know what it is, but they see something, they gravitate towards that. And it's because they want some of what you have, you know, they want to be authentic. They just don't know how. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I I recognize that with you also. I mean, they say, you know, that what's the the quote, your your vibe attracts your tribe. mm -hmm. I I think that's the real thing. Like, you know, if you look at your inner circle, I'd imagine there are people that are um, maybe different from you in certain ways, but you identify with the authenticity in them that, that attracts you. Absolutely. So do you ever feel like, do you ever feel like lost or confused or do you feel like I am definitely on the right track and now it's just about keep going down this path or do you, do you question things still? Cause I, I often, you sometimes put- I feel like I got it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, what's the word? You're still I don't know. I'm, I'm still somewhat searching. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's completely part of the process, right? 
Um, I spent all of my life confused. I spent all of my life searching. And, you know, I'm finally at a place where, and don't get me wrong, we evolve, right? So I'm going to be constantly changing, but I, I don't feel confused. And it's been the biggest blessing of my life is to where I'm not confused right now. I know exactly what I want. Now, do I see the full picture? Absolutely not, because I don't believe God gives you the full picture at the time, at, at once. Every time you follow that bread crumb that he gives you, or she gives you, um, then it gives you the next step. At least that's what my experience is and what I've spoke, spoken to other people. God gives you the next step like little breadcrumbs. And each time you follow it, because again, we have free will, um, then you'll get the next step. And then you get the mm -hmm. next step. So that's how I feel right now. I don't feel confused. And I'm telling you right now, like being confused has been the bane of my existence. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good analogy about you following the breadcrumbs. Um, you know, one thing I've learned, I'd say probably over the last two years has been a big revelation for me was, you know, my always my biggest fear was going backwards. I said, I never want to go backwards. I come from, um, you know, humble beginnings and I've, I think I've progressed steadily and it's been something that, you know, I'm, I feel good about it. Mm -hmm. But I think over the last two years, I realized if it means, if going backwards means I'm able to reroute in a better direction, then it is okay to go backwards. Like if you look at, let's just say you're in a car and you just run into this wall, right? Mm -hmm. And you can just hit the gas and gun it. And you might push through that wall, but when you get through it, you're going to have, your car is going to be beat to shit. You're, you're going to have bald tires. Like by the time you get through it, you're, it's not going to be much of a car mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know what? Let me hit the reverse button. Let me hit the reverse gear back up a, a couple, a couple feet and go around this wall. And it's, I think for me, that's just been one of those things where I'm realizing it is okay if you got to take a step back to figure things out mm -hmm. absolutely and how do you know that that's not part of the process right absolutely yeah you taking don't know. that step back and and, and... <laughs> i can't tell you how many times i had to take a step back you know 2019 was a that whole year was taking a step back you know but it just in what way well it was a lot of you know 2018 was the year that really changed my life um i've been on this journey i, I guess my spiritual awakening if you want to call it since probably it started in 2013 when I started meditating. Um, but um, 2018, I really started accelerating, I guess, ascending um, rapidly on my journey. And it was a beautiful thing. Like 2018 was a, like I consider the year that I learned to love myself. It was a beautiful, beautiful year. I never felt more joy, more gratitude more love and it was a lot of healing right and so I thought I was building up this momentum right and I'm like okay cool I, I God made me remember my purpose like who I am I know what I want you know and then I'm thinking I'm going to continue on with this energy in 2019 and it just felt like like a screeching halt you know and it was different and it was I felt the energy of the year was different um, that's why I talk a lot about you know knowing what season you're in because your season change Mm -hmm. Um, so, but it was a lot of shadow work. It was a lot of sitting in my duality, like really embracing the darkness and, um, 
and that sounds really like hella woo woo embracing darkness but we all have duality well, you know and that's back to that Taoism yeah exactly back to Taoism yeah. and I really had to sit in it you know the only way out is through and I had to sit in it you know a lot of people again coming from a mental health background working in mental health for 11 years um, a lot of people are numbing they're bypassing they're not feeling the feelings and they don't understand that the emotions our emotions are what you know it's what we need to feel to to ascend to evolve to let go and a lot of people aren't a lot of people you know they either use substance abuse you know not to feel you know dealing with childhood trauma a lot of people try to fake it you know fake positivity yeah you know so yeah it's just really satin in some things that came up that I didn't and it's so funny that when you start your healing journey and your spiritual awakening it's all the same thing whatever you whatever resonates with you call it whatever whatever but when you started um you start like God would take you back to things that happened to you in the childhood that you never even thought was an issue but you see how it affected you right we are mm-hmm. products of our childhood so um yeah so that's how 2019 was it was a hard year but I'm better because of it right yeah if you don't if you don't mind I mean without getting I mean, too personal I'm an open book all right well what what was some of that darkness that you speak of in 2018 that just kind of brought you to a screeching halt on the progress of things just you know when you when you start healing god's gonna show you who you are like right you become you start becoming so aware of how people see you how people perceive you even if you're not intentional right even if you don't you're not meaning to be a certain way and one of the things um i had a situation happen um i went uh me and my friends took a trip to ojai (laughs) And um, I had a situation happen where there was this girl that was there. She wasn't our friend. Anyways, long story short, um, I didn't want to go. I I was dealing with some things. I I wasn't right in the, I wasn't quite in the mood. I kind of just wanted to stay home and deal with my stuff. Because that's what I do. When I need to deal with things and I'm not feeling quite myself, I retreat, right? I isolate. Is that like depression or no? Yeah, absolutely depression. See, I didn't know that I suffered from depression because it didn't look like the people that I was helping, right? So, you know, people will come into our hospital on a 5150 on a hold and they're like severely depressed, right? Well, my de- I didn't look like that. I wasn't ever severely depressed. I was functioning. I just remember feeling as fat as a teen. I remember waking up and just dreading the day. Hmm. That's depression. Yeah. And right? how did you get out of that? Um, I really didn't really get out of that until I started on my journey meditation, 100%. Um, but just feeling like, why are we here? (laughs) Always feeling unfulfilled, unsatisfied. Yeah. You know, um, that's, that's depression. Um, so I just kind of sat, sat in it start seeing why I was the way that I was um, in a way an of, observer observer of the thoughts exactly observing my thoughts yeah. and then processing it because I firmly believe that when God makes you aware of something right something that happened in your in your life something that happened whatever your issues whatever it is it's only being a, you're only becoming aware so that you can release it right because it no longer serves you 
Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, I definitely, and, and then I, so I just realized that I had suffered from depression and realized that's what that melancholiness, that weird dread was. And literally I only um, realized that like a year ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, wow, I guess I, I suffer from depression. And I've, so with that being said, I've suffered from depression most of my life. But it wasn't debilitating. Like, I was still working. I was still going to school. I just was hella unfulfilled. And it's still something that I feel... I'm not quite where I desire to be. And it's something that... Um, but I'm also cognizant about it now. I also know that... I've never felt more vibrant and more alive than I've ever felt in my life. Now, you know? Yeah, and I think... I think... Uh, things like anxiety, depression, it touches us all. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like you or even I like suffer from depression. I've definitely had my bouts with depression. Um, and then it, it, uh, we all, we figure out ways to, to deal with it. You get over it and then you get back to um, who you should be. But um, you, you brought up, Taoism a couple of times and that's something I definitely want to talk about with you a lot of people may or may not know what Taoism is mm-hmm. um, you use it in reference to um, the sacred masculine and feminine energy and also like yin and yang mm-hmm. how would you uh, how would you break down Taoism um, I mean some people call it a religion I don't think it's a, re- a religion it's more like a set of practices um, right and I just, it's, it's the way, you know, the Tao means the way. So, you know, the yin and yang symbol, that is the Tao in its totality, right? And it is the divine, it is the feminine and the masculine energy. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean woman or male, you know? Um, it means just that feminine and masculine energy. So there's yin and there's yang. The yin is feminine energy. The yang is the masculine energy. We are to embody both, right? We're supposed to be balanced and uh, within us, each individual. Right. Um, and that's why you see duality here on earth. You see the light and the dark. We are um, conditioned to believe it's good and bad. I don't see it as good and bad. And I don't think that's it's not. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, it is just what it is, you know? Um, it shows the different aspects of who we are. Um, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. beautiful when you embrace your duality and stop punishing yourself for being who you are. And I think that's something that I did a lot too, you know, trying to be a good Christian, you know, trying to live up <laughs> to God's standards. Um, you know, I've always, you know, always felt like I wasn't good enough for the God that I served, you know, trying to be perfect. And, you know, I was a good girl. <laughs> like I wasn't, you know, I was really trying to be a good human being. But um, when I started to accept myself for who I am, just who I am, not trying to live up to anybody's standards, just being, that's when I, I, the love for myself grew. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even to go back to Taoism, like, like you said, you can't have, it's not a good or bad, but you really can't have one without the other. I heard mm-hmm. someone describe it as um, if you had a cup, the cup would be the yang, the hard surface, the the shape of it. The yin would be the space within the cup 
that void that it's required. You can't have a cup if you don't have that space within it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you just have to have that duality. And when you are not, you don't have that duality, or you don't accept it. Your 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 life is not in balance, and you know it affects us in different type of ways. Mm-hmm. Which it's an interesting philosophy for sure. Um, How did you get into that? So going back to like 2013. I had, I was, you know, I've been in church most of my life and I was at this church um, and I was in a single ministry and I was being the good Christian girl that I was told to be. Single and ministry? The singles ministry. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, that's where you pick up dudes at church? <laughs> well, that's really what it was. That's not what yeah. I was going for. <laughs> I was totally going because I really had a heart trying to be a good Christian girl, you know? And, yeah. um, but I was going there and I was really trying. I was really at the like feeling I guess the most depressed most confused mm-hmm. that I've ever felt and at the time I was living alone and um which was a blessing it was a very hard time but that was what was the catalyst to get me on my journey so um and I remember going to church and um yeah I, I remember going to church and um just needing something right like just just my heart needed to be uplifted, right? And I remember the the sermon, he talked about tithing for like 45 minutes. Oh, no. And then he started... He said tithing? About, huh? Like giving money? Like tithing? Absolutely. Like giving okay. money. And then he started talking about how we're just filthy sinners saved by grace. And it was just very condemnation preaching, right? And I hate that. I absolutely hate it. I needed, like, I needed something, you know? And I remember leaving and feeling... This was the second Sunday in the row. And I remember leaving it and feeling like, feeling worse than when I went in. And I was like, that's it. I'm not going back. Like, I'm not going back. Um, And I remember sitting in the corner of my room because, you know, I was broke at the time, so I couldn't do anything. And I was sitting in the corner of my room and I just felt like an inner voice told me to meditate. I didn't know nothing about meditation. I Googled meditate, uh, meditation and I sat in the corner of my room to meditate. And as soon as I sat down to quiet my mind, all of these anxieties just popped up. And I don't, I didn't really suffer from a whole lot of anxiety, but I have, I mean, I'm human. I have experienced anxiety, but I started thinking about everything. It was like a fear. It's like, I kind of wanted to jump out of my skin, but I forced myself to stay there. And probably about eight minutes within my 10 minute meditation, probably the last two minutes, I got to this place where it was just silent. I wasn't thinking about nothing. And it was there when, when I got out of that meditation, I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I know I'm going to do this again. So then I just started seeking. I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a class because I want to not take classes to try to be you know, to make money, but do something just because I desire it. I took a um, class, a world religion class, and that changed the everything. Mm. I, and in that class, you were supposed to go and observe all religions pretty much. And that was where I was like, okay. I remember going to a, um, a Muslim mosque. I went to a Muslim mosque. I went to a Buddhist temple. I went to um, a Hindu mandir, an Orthodox Christian 
and I think a synagogue. And um, I had some very profound experiences. Yeah, you can see a common theme throughout all these religions. And it, it sucks that people have become divided over them. But once you, because I've been to all of those uh, temples that you name, mm-hmm. and you do see a common theme. Like they're all good people, you know, and everyone Absolutely. wants the same things um, at the end of the day, big picture. And the fact that we let like details, the my the minutia, kind of separate the humanity of us, and it's not it's not everyone. I I I, I hate using this on like a like a broad scale like terminologies I'm using because there's some really good people that don't fall into those categories of allowing things to separate them. Like I know Christians that practice love no matter who you are, mm-hmm. but there's a big picture you do see. You know, world wars have been waged over these ideologies. Exactly. And that's that's the saddest thing about it. We're fighting over things because we think we're so different. And the sad thing is we're they're preaching practically almost the same thing. They're just using different terminology. And that's something that I, I, I'm very is part of my purpose is to get people to understand that we are being divided by semantics. And it's silly. <laughs> yeah. If you so I know you you, you you consider your purpose um, spreading truth or what you believe to be your truth to the masses. How do you plan on going about that? Is it just one person at a time or do you have goals to do it like this on a big stage somewhere? Or? Oh, absolutely. I have big dreams. I've always had big dreams. And it's sad. the funny thing about it is, is that, <laughs> you know, everything that we go through, even though the things that you don't understand and you don't understand why you're going through it, it really, truly, truly is preparing you to be the person that God has called you to be. And I'm only aware of it now, looking back on certain situations and, and why, like also why, why did I start working in psych at 19 years old? You know, what was the purpose of that? Cause honestly, I just wanted a job that paid more than minimum wage, you know? Um, but I see why, <laughs> you know, like it allowed me to understand people. It's, it allowed me to really observe people. I'm very observant. I see, and I think sometimes I tap into things where I see things that, you know, the average person wouldn't pay attention to, you know? Um, and, and not saying that in a way, like we all have our genius, you know? I'm no special than anybody else. It's just about whether or not you're tapped into yours or not, you know? Um, yeah. And I believe your genius is directly correlated to your purpose. So... Um, I'm sorry. What was that question? <laughs> um, kind of. How do you, how do you plan on? I don't plan to do it. Um, yeah. I want to. Um, I have a lot of plans. I, I'm not going to speak about all of them, but I really do. I want to be an author. Um, and I want to write a book. And, oh, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. But that's something I've always wanted to do, like since I was a kid. So it's just it's just so interesting to see how things are kind of coming full circle. Now I just know how and what the topics I'm going to be talking about. I didn't know that then as a kid, you know, um, but I knew I wanted to be an author, a writer. Yeah. You said something earlier just about how you don't know what the moment is preparing you for. And I've, I've, you know, that's one thing I use when I get like, you know, I get like in a funk and um, sometimes because it's due to mainly like overthinking about shit. Like, I don't know if you've read Eckhart Tolle's book, like The Power of Down, and he kind of breaks down how, uh, like, our greatest addiction is overthinking Mm -hmm. because that creates 
anxiety and stress and depression, like all this other shit, which which is, is true. But now I do think about like when I am feeling like unsatisfied, I try to realize like this is part of the process. Like I'm supposed to be here in this moment because there's a lesson to learn in this moment. So, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta grin and bear it and weather the storm because you know, this is part of the process. Like it's setting you up for if, you know, if you have faith mm-hmm. and, and higher power and you know that you have a bigger purpose and you just have to accept the moments, whether it's good or shitty. Exactly. A lot, you know, it's it, a lot of time in our pain, you know, again, going back to duality, you know, you know, if you don't experience pain, not saying that it's, if you haven't experienced pain, how are you going to accept, accept when things are, how are you going to appreciate things when they're good? You know what I mean? Like duality mm-hmm. is everywhere. It's, it's part of who we are and it's just understanding stuff resisting, right? Like, Cause we, as humans, we all, we're always resisting, you know? And it's when we, you know, I'm big on just being aware of the season you're in because you're constantly changing seasons. But a lot of my pain and my darkness is what allowed me to find my purpose. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. I was, I was, uh, I downloaded a book by, I think, Michael Singer, and it's called The Surrender Experiment. Oh my God, one of my favorite books. Oh, you've read that book? Absolutely. One that's of my favorite an important books. book. <laughs> Yeah, that's an important book, The Surrender Experiment, about how to, to not resist. And it doesn't mean to just, like, give in and give up, but it's to accept the moments as opposed to fighting against it because, in reality, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And all you can do is move forward and, and try to shift. But, you know, it's when you don't accept, that's when a lot of our, our problems come about. Absolutely. And then I also call, like, surrender is flow you know and that is feminine energy right so the Mm -hmm. feminine energy is being right being rather than doing masculine energy is doing um Mm. a lot of 2019 for me was surrender just being just flowing a lot of key messages for your life god can give you in in a season of flow um winter fall that's feminine energy that's flow that slow down, take inventory, receive, you know, and then <clears throat> spring and summer is typically um, doing, but then also there's different season within your own process, right? So um, the, the when you get to a place where you can really surrender, that is such a beautiful place. And I, I just wish that's why I talk about it so much and that's why I will always talk about seasons and I will always talk about um, flow because we're missing some really good parts of life because we are fighting the now if that makes any sense no it makes a lot of sense and I I, you know I read that book I understand the concept I agree with it but for me that's probably my biggest struggle still is surrender like most of our yeah I still fight against things that I know are not right for me and that's I I don't know I don't know I I still struggle with that when I'm still human at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. I got my flaws and things that you know it's 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 on the to-do list Paul you need to work on this also Mm -hmm. uh, along amongst other things but I do think that's like if I can understand and really put that into practice I'd be a, a better person for it but it's gonna take some work it's gonna take some time absolutely and it and here's the thing like 
we're never gonna we're always gonna as long as we're here and alive we're always gonna be going on this journey right like you're never fully healed <laughs> you know yeah like we're always going to be evolving and I don't know if you can relate to this but like even on the on your journey as you evolve um just when you think you learned a lot about a certain topic or like detachment or whatever um and you think you got it a couple of years roll by and you're learning a deeper meaning to that like you're constantly evolving and so to think that you're ever going to be healed I'm healed now no life is (laughs) healing you know yeah I think people need to practice more self-compassion. Um, I know I did. I, and I still do. I have to remind myself to be compassionate to myself. Mm, self-compassion. Absolutely. That is the mechanism for self-love. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation with, uh, I think it was like the second episode with um, friend Darius. And he, he kept, you know, using that term over and over, like self-love. He didn't have enough self-love when he was younger. And that's, his biggest thing on his journey right now is self-love. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I was like, that. that I, I'd agree with that. Like, I think that's a lot of people, even though you don't realize it, you think like, yeah, I love myself. I love myself a lot. But when you really love yourself, what does that mean? That means like you're going to change some things for, because you know, it's going to make uh, your life better, which means you can give, a lot more yourself to other people as opposed to like yeah i'm just gonna get this for myself and i'll do this for myself i'll pamper myself that's not self-love right that's that's more like the superficial absolutely um, it's the materialistic you know and it's a trend right like it's a trend on social media self-love self-love which i think is a beautiful trend like we can be talking about worse things right but a lot of times they want to gloss over um the important things and self-love is what's your internal dialogue how are you speaking to yourself internally right like how are you treating yourself are you taking care of yourself you know mentally spiritually emotionally are you setting healthy boundaries you know also being accountable are you being accountable to the things that you say that you're going to do for yourself are you taking care of yourself financially are you managing your money well like self-love and self-care is so it's bigger than what a lot of I feel like. Oh well, self love Sundays. Let's take a bubble bath. And although, <laughs> although I'm all about a goddess bath, okay. But it's would you so call it a goddess deeper. bath? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm all about you know you know, and one of the reasons why I show a lot of my practices on my IG is to show people ways to care for yourself, right? And it, again, it's not just the basic, but those are part of the ways, right? Doing things that make you feel good. It's very important, you know? And I had to learn how to care for myself. I, I You know, I could have, if you would have asked me eight years ago, do you love yourself? And knowing who I am, I'd be like, of course I love myself. But I didn't. <laughs> like, I really didn't. I was so damn hard on myself internally. I was always judging myself for everything that I did. I would never allow myself to just be a human being. And that's not self-love. You know, a lot of people, biggest critics are their own, their selves, like their own yeah, voice guilty. in their head. Yeah. Yeah. There's always ways to, and then there's different ways you can learn how to love yourself. You know, just getting back to who you truly are and the simple things 
in life that makes you feel good just doing things just because it makes you feel good yeah yeah i i agree so let me ask you this what's a recurring struggle you've noticed throughout your lifetime like or at least recently like something that you because it's so easy knowledge is knowledge is almost easy right mm-hmm. like we can learn things mm-hmm. things like bruce lee has a famous quote knowing is not enough you must apply and Absolutely. a lot of us have a problem applying the knowledge that we know guilty again um because i never and i never want to get on this podcast and like people think that it, like i'm on my high horse or anything because mm-hmm. i recognize i got a lot of flaws but i do this podcast yeah there's some selfish reasons for it because i enjoy talking about these conversations but there's also um a level of me wanting other people to hear and understand some thoughts from just common people and um understand that they're not alone alone in a lot of the struggles but what's Mm -hmm. some uh what's some recurring um struggles you you've noticed in yours um i am very analytical and kind of like I'm just innately designed. I am a Virgo and like we are analytical, <laughs> but I, sometimes I over process things. Um, another thing, my struggle is just unfulfillment, unfulfillment. And that's why I feel like God source um, is always teaching me how to just be present. Being present for me is hella hard. I mean, I think that's why you always see me on Instagram talking about, like, presence in in nature. Like, I am always future tripping. (laughs) Like, literally, always future tripping that I'm not enjoying the here and now. And there's moments, of course, where I'm able to, but it is a practice for me. And it's something that I am hell-bent on learning. (laughs) Because I understand that I'm, all I'm doing is causing myself more suffering. Yeah. What do you think ties up your most attention with like your future trip? And is it based on like career? Is it based on oh, career? It's career? Career. Because I've always felt like I wanted to do something meaningful. I've never been satisfied at a job ever because I've always, but I came to the awareness in a meditation that the reason why I've never been satisfied is because I've always believed that there has to be more to life than what I've seen around me. Right. Um, And I always wanted to do awesome things, you know, in the world and and just really be of service in, in, in some selfish ways. Right. But also in some ways, because I really genuinely do have a heart to help people. I, I, I do understand that people are suffering and I, because I've seen it. Right. And I do have a genuine heart to really help people, but you know, you got to help yourself first, right? Like, like your biggest, your biggest issue in life, the core issue that you have is usually what you need to overcome and that you can start sparking into others. Right. Yeah. And what you just said, what you just said in that breakdown was basically what the lessons you learned from your favorite book about the surrender experiment. You know, it's, it's not it's not surrendering like you're just like you're still doing it but you're just hating it while you're doing it you know as mm-hmm. opposed to like okay this is what it is i understand this is what's happening now let me move forward in action and not not so much in thought 
Exactly. And I, I am in a season like this year, I feel like the energy, like I said, the energy from 2018 was different from 2019. And then like 2020 already feels different. And I, I'm in a season of doing and just like, <clears throat> I don't know, practicing and applying things without over intellectualizing or over analyzing things. But also, I think, you know, my, my biggest struggle has been to really be present, to really surrender and be here now. And yeah. it, it's something that I struggle with on a regular basis. But that is why I practice the things that I practice, because I, I do want to I, I, I do want to evolve past that, you know, because I'm missing, you know, you miss life when you're not appreciative of, the, of where you are now. Yeah, you're right. You do miss life because you're thinking you're not, you're not, like you said, you're not in the moment. You're just thinking down the line of what you want to do and not being satisfied mm -hmm. what what you currently are doing. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point. Is there any, um, so I know, uh, I know you do gratitude walks, which, you know, I, I watch your videos and I'm like, oh, look at Kiva doing gratitude walk. I never <laughs> heard of that before you said it. Like, huh, interesting. Like, yeah. I, did, I guess I do gratitude drive because when I'm driving, I, I look out the window and I'm just like, ah, like, you know, I love to go on the drive, but mm -hmm. is there anything else you do to recharge? Oh, absolutely. There's a whole slew of things I do. Yeah. Um, but You're all about recharging, huh? <laughs> I'm all about recharging, but only because I've been taught that how important it is. You know what I mean? So um, being in nature is literally like I can be stressed out, maybe even have anxiety. And as soon as I get in nature and I sit for about five minutes, I just feel being in nature gets is the number one way that I'm able to be present. It, 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 it allows me to really realize, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just something about nature that does it for me. Um, that's just sitting there. But nature is healing for all of us. We are connected to Earth. You know, like we are a part of this world. And um, so nature, I do some yin yoga, which is just a fancy word for deep stretching. Um, and a lot of times when I do yin yoga, um, I, I connect. I, I tap into my third eye chakra. And I... I get downloads, you know? Um, what is your third eye chakra? Okay, so your third eye is in between um, your eyebrows. They call that the pineal gland? Or... I believe so, yeah. I think it's, yeah. And uh -huh. it is where your intuition is, right? And so intuition is um, basically where you are, where you connect to God, where you're able to visualize, where you're able to manifest from. Um, so strengthening, strengthening that. And there's simple ways to strengthen that, you know? play in your imagination um and once I connect to that that um in my crown chakra but um I connect to that you are able like God God does give you signs and so I do want to say something because I I don't want to mislead anybody and think that um <clears throat> that I'm against Christianity and I'm against religion because there was a part in my journey where I was like anything that sound Christian I didn't want to hear right like don't come at me with that bs you know what i mean mm -hmm. but as i integrate and as i evolve um i realize that i love jesus he like if we stop looking at the rules and listen to what he was saying and how he lived all he was doing was speaking truth you love jesus but you don't believe jesus was like 
the Messiah or Holy Jesus. Spirit? Do you what do you what are your thoughts on that? Jesus is no more than the this more no more than the Son of God than you are the Son of God. I agree. Jesus is no more the Son um, Son of God than I'm the daughter of God. So I see Jesus as my brother. Yes, and I, I, and I, I said those like I said those exact words when someone said like Jesus is the Son of God. I'm like, yeah, so am I. Like, so are you. Like, we are sons of God, and there's the daughters of God. Like, we come from the same. We've been birthed from that source. But anyway, continue. Exactly. And, and all Jesus was here was living his purpose. He was here speaking truth. You know, he was denying all the rules and regulations. He was telling people, stop following these rules. Your hearts aren't right, right? But, but people don't see it for what it really is. Like, he was, like, what Jesus was speaking was nothing but truth. So I'm at, at a place in my life right now where I'm reading the Bible again. Actually, I'm reading the New Testament again. Um, because as I ascend on this journey and I become aware, some scriptures will come back into my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what he was talking about. Like he is speaking truth. He's telling you how to live. and But we are misinterpreting it. That's yeah. my belief. No, and yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's truth within all religions. Yes. Uh, a lot of them are just recycled stories from like ancient Mesopotamia or like all these other ancient civilizations that predate Christianity you'll see a lot of similar stories within those same religions and cultures but you know like I said like I'm 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 with you man I think we're we kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways but um when I was younger I did like to kind of debate against those that religious when I was just starting to learn some things for myself like mm -hmm. outside of that and just like oh you're wrong and so now it's not about proving people wrong or right and you should respect all religions and i can go to a christian church today and i'll i'll find value in it absolutely there's you know you feel good you know there's some a lot of truth being spoke spoken within the church and it's not about like going against it like i don't I was honestly like don't i despise people that kind of are out to try to make people's religion look like it's wrong it's like let them you know let people practice if that gets you closer to god it doesn't matter how you get closer to god if that gets you closer to god then you know mission accomplished um exactly and i don't now that i'm i'm able at this place i look back on you know i love my journey as a I, like i love i you know sometimes i still miss church i will go back to church you will see me in church every now and then um you i love praise and worship i love I, to this day, I still listen to praise and worship, and I love going to church and listening to praise and worship because it's part of my upbringing. It, it, it makes me happy, and I still give glory. It's just gratitude, right? Like, praise and worship is nothing but gratitude, right? We're just using different words. But, um, and I still will read the Bible, uh, mostly the New Testament, and just what Jesus says because I, I still believe that he was speaking nothing but pure truth, um, and he was just a man on purpose um and and showing us how to live a life authentic to who we are yeah hey let me ask you this um do you uh so i know you do a lot of different spiritual practices but do you have like um like certain mantras or affirmations or prayers that you do daily no i don't have certain ones depending on the season i'm in in my life um I will do mantras, but I don't really do mantras regularly. Um, but I do, I call, I call it, because this is what resonates with me, but I call it speak life. And there's times where I have to remind myself of who the hell I am <laughs> and who God <laughs> called me to be, uh -huh. right? 
and um, especially if it's something I'm trying to overcome. Gotcha. You know, um, you know, you but there's no like specific prayers or anything you do daily. It's just about, I guess, however you feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, how I feel in the moment. I don't have specific. No, I don't. But what I do 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 daily is meditate. Um, and then, but I talk to God on my way to work. But that's something I've done since I was a kid. Like that's, you know, I don't have to. That's something that's just embedded in in me, right? Prayer is embedded in me. It's, I grew up in that. I've always talked to God. I talk to God on a daily basis. You know, it's just something I do. But meditation is a practice, right? And I believe, you know, I believe prayer is you speaking to God. Again, you um, setting your intentions. Again, different terminology. Speaking to God, setting your intentions, same stuff. Um, and then meditation is hearing from God. It's allowing the quiet space to receive. Because God will give you keys to live your life if you will quiet your mind. And that's why above everything, above everything that I ever said, <laughs> I always tell people to learn how to quiet their minds. Because we live in a world that's inundated with so much information that we don't even know ourselves because we have never even sat with ourselves. And um, so if you want to start your journey, if you if you are depressed right now, if you are stuck right now, if you are confused right now and you don't know what to do, start meditating daily. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you got to go inward first. Yep. Um, and, and that's, you know, a lot of times the hardest part. You know, the hardest part is just the quiet. I That's a lot. Of, it takes people years to get to that level of meditation where they can just quiet the mind for five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Because it's, uh, mind is, is powerful. It does what it wants to do, you know. You can control it through a lot of different ways. You can, I don't think meditation always has to be sitting still Uh like for me a form of meditation is going to the gym because then i don't have to if i'm lifting shit moving around i don't have to uh i don't have to think as much exactly Um, and and being in the gym for me was my first experience of meditate like quieting my mind but i will say this i don't think you have to just med. you have to just um well okay i do believe that being still and because you know at the gym you're listening to music right yeah, I, I never did. Yeah. Do you all the time or never? Oh. Uh, no, I usually listen. Sometimes I listen to uh, books or podcasts or. Okay, but or I might not listen to anything. Okay, so I would recommend if, if the gym is your vice, I would recommend taking twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, maybe fifteen minutes of your gym practice with nothing. Yeah, I do that for sauna time. When the sauna, I don't, Perfect. I don't, uh, I don't bring my headphones. Yeah. Because I do still think, I just, like I said, I believe quieting your mind is, is essential. And you, you don't have to sit in, in, in typical meditation pose, um, but make sure you have 10 minutes where maybe you're taking a walk. Don't listen to anything. Just be. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's um, a good tip for anyone that, that is struggling with anything um the last last thing i want to just touch on really quick is uh last week i hung out with um my buddy who was on the podcast last Derek webb mm-hmm. and we were just kind of rehashing some of the conversation we had on the podcast 
And then we were also gotten to the topic of psychedelics, which oh. I was kind of like, hey, man, like, dude, I was watching this thing on, I've seen a lot of ayahuasca documentaries, and I'm like, I think I'll kind of, I would like to explore that. I want to see what comes up. You know, have you, have you looked into psychedelics like ayahuasca or shrooms or uh, DMT I, or anything? I am 100% pro plant medicine. And I am actually saving right now to go on my ayahuasca <laughs> trip. <laughs> no shit. Where at? Um, I'm thinking about Rhythmia because... Um, Wait, where? Rhythmia in Costa Rica. Okay, yeah. So Costa Rica, they had a uh, retreat down there. Yes. There's, there's one in particular. There's a couple. There's one called Satara that I'm looking at, but I'm thinking Rhythmia. Um, <clears throat> because I, I believe in plant medicine. I, I, I believe it's healing. I, I really believe that God gave us everything that we need here on Earth. It's what we've done with the, with the, with the planet. It's what we've done um, to mess things up um and I, I i you know i am a somatic therapist so i believe in the holistic way of life and um you know if you're not you can like i said you can like the meme says you can eat you can eat and work out but if you're not dealing on what's going on in your head and in your heart in your mind and your heart you're still going to be unhealthy yeah so um yeah i am an advocate <laughs> so what do you what do you plan on what do you hope to accomplish with with uh ayahuasca you know what? Um, I have this inner angst, <laughs> like this inner frustration that I don't know the core of it because I didn't have a horrible childhood. Let's be honest. I came from humble beginnings. Yeah, I definitely didn't have a bad childhood, but I don't know where this inner angst come from. And um, so I kind of want to explore that. You think there's some things suppressed and you just want it, you want to get, get, get it to the surface. I do. I do. I think there might be some things suppressed and I don't. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Uh, but I've been managing it though. Like, like because of my practice and my awareness now, I can feel it come up in my body. Like, you know, um, your body really just keeps the score guys. Like is when I started realizing how we hold emotions in our body, I can't even explain how healing that was because now I'm so in tune with my body that I know when I need to go pro- like like sometimes I'll go out the day and I'm like I need to go within tonight because I need to release some things in my body and then when I do it afterwards it's like yeah like I don't know yeah no I, I really want to uh I, I, you know, I'm curious just to see what's, cause I like you, I think, I think most people feel that there's something in there that you just, you don't have access to. I do think there's a natural way to get there through mm-hmm. like years of mastering meditation, the, breath work, the Kundalini meditation. Like there's, there's different ways of getting there, but it's, it really takes a lot of mental discipline and it's almost like a cheat code. Like, well, let's just go to the ayahuasca or DMT and let's let's figure out what this is, you know. Well, um, sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I it, it is a cheat code, but it's also there for us, right? Like these right, right. It's natural practices. It, it's been something that these people people have done. Indigenous people have done, you know, forever. And um. And now I just love how it's becoming readily accessible to us. And I do believe that this is the way of the future. They're even doing, they're bringing it into psychology again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, we are on the brink 
of amazing changes in, in this world. And I think sometimes we are, you know, what the news and the media shows us is all the n- negative things are the, the horrible things that's going on in, in this world. There are great things going on in this world right now. And I am so thankful to be alive in a time like this. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Well, Kiva, I know you got to get out of here. I wanted, and I, I wanted to ask you a quick question. I'm sorry. Sure. So do you know your purpose? I am understanding my purpose. And I think I have um, a couple of different levels of purpose. Um, I'm someone who's very giving and compassionate. You know, I have flaws in other areas, but I am very giving and compassionate. I do foresee myself um, starting business that creates a lot of resources and opportunities financially for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, you know, even this podcast is part of my p- purpose mm-hmm. where I'm allowing other people to share perspectives and thoughts on life while also sharing some of my own. And hopefully that's going to help um, other people just by receiving the words um, through the podcast. So um, I do think that I have a dual, a dual purpose here. And, you know, the closer I get to it, you know, the better I feel, the lighter I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said earlier, when I was just doing unfulfilling work and it occupied so much of my time, I think that was, you know, financially it was great, but mentally, spiritually, it's probably like the darkest time I've gone through. Like um, a lot of just feeling depressed just because I knew that there's a lot more that I'm supposed to be doing, but I haven't, I haven't walked out on faith yet. So. I do think I'm 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 uh, on the right path now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I appreciate your time, Kiva. Um, like always, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support, the positive feedback, and uh, feel free follow the podcast on beneath the surface underscore pod. Uh, subscribe, rate, and share. And until then, this has been another episode of Beneath the Surface. Peace. Bye.